Samach Aleph, Amud Aleph, about 14 lines down, or so, it's a new Mishnah. So, uh, dealing with Aish here till the end of the parak. So, Avra Geder Shugavaya Arba Amis. If you lit a fire and it, um, I guess, jumped over, went over a wall that was six to eight feet tall, Arbamas, or it um, jumped over a derech harabim, which usually understand to be um, 16 amas wide, which means apparently like there wasn't a wall there, but there was a 16 amma road, or a nahar, which sometimes means a river with water, sometimes means a valley, I guess stami usually means with, with water in it, if the fire went from one side to the other, and then obviously there was some damage on the other side, the person responsible for the fire would be potter. Vahatani, the Gormbings of Raisa, one line that seems to indicate otherwise. It goes uh, almost, almost a line. Avra Geder Shugavaya Arba Amais, Chayev. If the fire went over uh, uh, the partition that was for Amas, the, the one who had the fire would be Chayev. So which way is it? The Mishra says Pater, Raisa says Chayev. Amara Papu, I circled. Tana Didan, and I underlined Tana Didan. And two lines later, the third and fourth words are Tana Bra. So there's Tana Didan, our Tana, meaning our Mishnah, versus the Tana Bira, the uh, Tana of the Brisa. So the Tana Didan, they agree. Both Tanaic pictures are grow. The Tana Didan Kachashim, Milamala Lamata, he was going downward. So you have a huge fence that's 50 feet tall, or a huge wall. That's definitely do it. 30 feet, 20 feet. And then he said six Amas would be Pater. Chamesh Amas would be Pater. Ad arba, and I wrote about that ad va'ad bichlal until you get to four, including four, and you would be pater. Anything less than that, you'd be chayev. Whereas kama, the tana bira, and then the tana bira, the author of the brisa, was going the other way. Mi lemata lemala kachashin. So he said, well, if the geder, let's say the wall was shteamis, and the fire went over it, you'd be chayev. Shalashamis, you'd be chayev. Ad, up until, but not including, up until arba amis, you would be chayev. But if it was four amis, Itself, you would be putter, and that agrees with the author of the mission. Period. Arma I guess stekaitzim is sort of the example as a dry, uh, very flammable type of thing. For Amma wall is good enough. Amara Papa, he comes to qualify that. Imagine, I, I imagine this: you have the um, for Amma wall, and then another, I don't know, two three hours of growth of this really dry. Um, Kotsim. That can't be. So Papa says, when we say four amas, it doesn't mean four amas from the ground. It means from wherever the top of the Kotsim are, four amas above that, the wall has to continue. Mm-hmm. That's where Papa qualifies then and says, Umi, Sfas Kotsim Ulamala Arba Amais. That's uh, definitely much easier to understand. Now the Machlok is Rav and Shmuel. Amar Rav, I circled Rav's name here, and uh, next line, right at the end of the line, is Shmuel, I circled Shmuel. Amar Rav, this Petura that the Mishnah just gave us, apparently there's, I guess, different types of fire that the Gemara is going to try to explain. There's the typical fire, which just goes up. And there's other types of fire, which are going to be described as nichfefes. Kafuf is sort of bent over. It's either, I mean, I guess you see this in forest fires, that the fire will jump from one to the other. Or you can even see if it's a heavy wind, the fire will sort of go sideways a little bit. Or certainly you can see that if there's a lot of um, dry brush, the, the, the fire just will spread like that. So whatever the description is, Rav says, Lo this Petur the Mishnah, that the Forama wall is good. That's only literally like when it's going straight up, like a column of fire up. Where it's, let's say, jumping to the side, bent to the side. You're responsible no matter. I think I don't know if Admei Amma means at 101 Amma you do I think it just means no matter how tall the wall is, 
you're going to be responsible for that. Whereas Shmuel, who is circled Almar, the Mishnah is Nichfefe. So the Mishnah itself, which said, four on the wall is good enough to make your, the fire on your side, you're not responsible for the other side. If it's going straight up, I feel a Kolshu Pater. You just have, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Kolshu, I don't know if it's three Tvachim. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the shear is, but you don't really have to have a wall if your fire is going up. It's like if you light a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, sm- a small fire. Um, uh, Maybe marshmallows or something. It, it usually doesn't jump around, and that that would be Shmuel's approach. Anyway, Tanya Kavasid Rav. The Gemara brings a brisa, three lines till the two dots. That sounds just like Rav Bemed Varmamurim. When is it um, that over the Derech Harabim it would be Pater? That's be Kailachas as if it's going straight up the fire that you lit. About Benichvefes if it's jumping around, if it's uh, low, if it's going uh, um, horizontally. Um, the eitzim mitsuyinla. This is a little bit easier to understand. There's lots of, I guess, dry brush or little twigs or branches. That's that's there. Afilu ad mea mil. That's a hundred kilometers. That's pretty far. It means that no matter how far it goes, you'd be chayev. However, kama avranar if it uh, jumps over, passes over a river, whatever that's defined as, or a shlulis, which we'll see in a little bit. Gemara is going to ask what a shlulis is, but let's say a smaller sort of uh, waterway. Shehem rechavim that are ches uh, amas. Then it would be pitur, and obviously there, the first thing where we said yuchayev even to a hundred kilometers away, that's where there was eitzimitzuyim. That's as long as there's something flammable found along the whole way. But here, since there wouldn't be uh, that flammable material, it would be pater. The Mishnah said derech harabim, and derech harabim is uh, sixteen amas. Mantana, who's the author of such an opinion? Amarava, it's Rabbi uh, Eliezer. He did either Ditznan or Desanya. If a little Tanaic source goes till the end of the next line, Rabbi Lazarimer, Sheshesh Amois, Kederach Rishus Ha Rabbim, 16 Amos, which is the width of the Derais uh, Rishus Ha Rabbim. The Mishnah also said if a fire jumps over, it said a Derach Rabbim or a Nahar. Um, here we go again, Rav and Shmuel. Rav, we circled Amar, Nahar Mamish, means like a river, raging river. Uh, Shmuel, we circled Amar. It could even be a smaller sort of waterway. And Arisa did Daloi. Daloi is a bucket. Daloi is those who, you're not very familiar with this, but that's where everyone used to get water, is you know, drawing it up with a bucket. But those who drop the water in the bucket, usually by the fields, I guess an, an irrigation channel, um, still has water throwing, flowing through it, but um, it's, it's definitely less significant than Nahar. Mandamar, says the Gemara, I Mandamar. Nahar Mamish, that's Afalgatalekamaya. According to Rav, it says Nahar. And we're used to Nahar meaning river, but what happens in the summertime? There might be no water. It could be a valley. But it, it, even though there's no water, it's, a, I guess, a significant enough size or significant enough um, distance that it would be even if there's no water there. Whereas Mandamar Arisa did Daloi, which is probably less significant in, in size, e Ispe Maya, only if it has water in it in, do you say fire on one side, the person's not responsible if it goes to the other. Whereas Avalei Ispe Maya, if there's no water, low. It's not awesome. We have a... Mishnah over there. Over there is Meseches Peya. So the way Peya works is you've got to leave the corner of your field. So let's say you were born with only one side of your head. How many of your side locks do you have to grow long? I don't know, one. Or how many if you have two sides? But so the same thing with the Peya. You, you, have, you have to do the corner of your field. Let's say you have a field in 
Beit Shemesh, I have a field in Modi'in. Obviously, I have to leave a pay in each one of them. Let's say I have both of them in Beit Shemesh, but there's uh, one, one's in the north Beit Shemesh, one's obviously according to me. Let's say I have one field, but there's something in the middle. And the issue is going to be what is considered a significant enough partition in the field that you're hired for a pay for each one of them, as opposed to just one pay. So we say over there, Elumafsik and Lepeya. These things would be significant enough that even if they're literally physically in one field, but you'd have to give two payas because they're considered two fields. So number one would be a nachal, let's say there's a stream that runs through the field, you have to give two payas, or a shlulis, which again, we didn't really say what that was, some sort of something, which we'll see shortly, or a derech hayachid, if there's a four ama uh, individual uh, road that runs through there, or a derech harabim, which is 16 amas that runs right through. Okay, now the Gemara asks, we said already twice, what's a shlulis? Ask the Gemara, my shlulis, and we have uh, two approaches. Amar, the first is, Rav Yehuda Mar Shmuel, Malkaim, it's a place, Shemei Geshamim, it's called the Shulis, because Megesham, Shoilalin Sham. We actually have a few of these around uh, the Beit Shemesh area. When it rains, the, it fills up with uh, water. There's probably about 5,000 of them all over the streets, and then hopefully a day later, most of it is dried or run off. But this is in, in nature, a place where the water collects. Rav Bibibar, Amar Rav Yochanan, he's a second approach, says, uh, no, a Shulis is a Amas Hamayim, so the etymology of the word from the word shalal, shalal is like the, uh, the, the spoils or the, the valuable things. Often you know, the soldiers come back for more. So it's, it's a stream of water that, what are the spoils of the stream of water? The water, the benefit of the water. So it divides its, its spoils to the agafe, to the different sides of the river. Okay, is there a difference? Well, Mandamar. Right. I always squiggle under my Damar, so... I don't have to say the next 10,000 times. But, if you say it's where the rainwater collects, all the more so, a Amas uh, Hamayim would be a, uh, you know, it seems like there's more chance that it'd be water running through there than just the places where the rain falls, especially in the Middle East where like, rain doesn't fall except in the rainy season. Mifsiki would not be a good hefsek to divide between if I made a fire in one area, if there's something that was um, burnt and ruined on the other side. Why? Because if it's a um, my a place, the Megasham Mishailin, the Hanal, Bagi Daara or Bagi Daara, Mikru. It's simply something. Bagni Daara, the Bagi, the Bagni, the Bagni lady, the Bagni Daara, which Rashi says, Kamo Aganos. It's some sort of bowl, basin, if no one's here as a psychiatrist, like a depression. It's, it's a little, it's, just, it's, not, it's considered secondary to the, um, to the area. Now, that is not significant enough. Okay, says the Mishnah. Which is, again, somewhat similar to what we were saying. I don't know if we said, I think it's Said it passed it. In the previous case, you would have thought if you were lighting a fire in the Harabim, if you even have permission to do that. Anyway, this is clear. You're, you're lighting a fire in your own property. How far does the fire have to go, or how far would the fire have to have traveled that if it did, you would be potter? Basically, how much space? And, and I think also we were talking about if there was a wall in the previous case, at least one of the instances. Here, I don't think there's any walls. So, um, a lot of opinions here, maybe four. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, this area is huge. So, um, how big is a base core? I think it's about four or five hundred 
feet by four or five hundred feet. It's it's enormous, and if you're like in the middle of uh, I don't know, you, you have at least uh, I, I have it written down here. Russia's a base core, but I've written down like one hundred thirty-seven amas, which is two hundred to two hundred and eighty feet. It's massive the amount of area. Okay, that's Rebbe Benazar. Rebbe Eliezer Imer, sixteen ama kederkushasarabim. So if you light a fire, and there's seventeen amas between you and what eventually. Uh, gets burnt to somebody else's, that would be, you'd be off the hook. Um, Rabbi Akiva, who underlined Neymar, Chamisham, a 50 Yama, and Rabbi Shimon, whose last opinion, we underline him, his name as well, Neymar, well, the Pasuk says, Shalem ye Shalem, Hamavirus Abeira, surely shall pay. Actually, not just paying, you have to pay, surely. That, that double Lashon, you definitely have to pay the one who uh, it, it caused the fire to be a fire, caused the fire to burn, which the Mishnah says, I called if he had Leka. Which Rashi says at this point we're supposed to understand that, well, whatever got burnt, you have to pay for. Five dollars? Five dollars. Fifty dollars? It makes no difference. Basically, you have to pay full damages no matter what, is the way Rib Shimon understands, at least the way we understand Rib Shimon right now. The Gemara, understanding Rib Shimon that way, asks, They're all giving how many, the distance. And Rib Shimon says, no, you have to pay for the whole thing. Well, let's see, you lit a fire on one side of the world and something burned, I don't know. So v'hatznan, and not only are we asking this misvara, but here's a another mishnah goes for about five lines. We'll box it off, and we have Reb Shimon, like black on white, talking about Mashirim when it comes to fire. It says um, when you have um, uh, let's say a a, 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 numer- a a building that more than one person owns, lo yamid adam tanur, a tanur which gets very hot. So you want to put the tanur inside. Well, you can't do it in your house, especially if there's someone who lives upstairs. Ella in Cain, unless there's yeshal gabay gava arba amas. That's to be at least, let's say, six to eight feet, whatever arba amas is, above the tanur till you get to the ceiling. The concern being, of course, that the, uh, if it's too low, that it could um, light on fire. Hayam midu let's say you have the second story uh, unit, you have to have plaster of some sort. How much? Which I mean, that's, that's a lot of plaster underneath it. It's probably not underneath the whole floor, but underneath just the area where the tanur is would be about a foot of plaster underneath it. kira. If you're not dealing with a tanur, but a kira, which is a little bit smaller, it's enough one tefach, about three, four inches of plaster underneath. And if it does damage, you have to pay what the damages are. Now here's what we're looking for. Reb Shimon, who we boxed, Oimer, he says, Lo halalu, these um, different uh, uh, sizes and amounts were not said, no, It's not that you have to pay anyway, but that if you did this, you're off the hook from having to pay because it was reasonable that your fire would not have spread and damaged somebody else's anything. That's the end of the Tineic source, which we're bringing in mainly here just so that Rav Shimon does have shiram when it comes to fire. So Amar of Nachman, Amar Baravua, that the way to understand Rav Shimon, the, the words literally were hakol ha it all depends on the fire. Well, the way to understand is hakol gova ha which is if it's like a huge fire, then it's going to be understood that it could probably jump to other places. If it was a teeny little, you know, like one match, and for some strange reason it spread, you would not be high. That's Rav Shimon. Says the Mishnah, Madagas Gadish. So let's say you uh, lit the pile of grain. How you? What's that? Oh, I, I skipped. I'm sorry. Oh, 
And now it's interesting because we had Rib Shimon in this Brisa, and then we had Rib Shimon in the Mishnah. And Rib Shimon in the Mishnah seems to imply there's like um, total responsibility to pay. And at least the note of my says, it's Shimon de Masnison, which means that the uh, Rib Shimon in the Mishnah, I, I'm not sure which one. I don't know if the maybe it's Shimon in the Brisa, or that is a Mishnah that we brought also. The second Rib Shimon is a. But bottom line, we go like Rib Shimon. Sorry. Now the Mishnah. Let's say there was a pile of uh, grain, and there was, I don't know, some, not usually it shouldn't be there, but it, it was there. Vidalku, um, and they got lit on fire. Machlok is here between um, Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Rabbi Yehuda, who I boxed, I mentioned, all right, listen, you're responsible for the fire. It burned to that which was inside. What are you lighting fire for in the first place? You're going to be totally responsible for the Chachamim. If you burnt a pile of wheat, you pay for the pile of wheat. You burnt a pile of barley, you pay for the pile of barley. But the guy's, I don't know, his Sports Illustrated collection of 1964 was in there. Well, why was it in there? It shouldn't have been in there. He would be potter from that. Here's a case which we've had a few times before, but here it is in the uh, Mishnah. Let's say there was a pile of grain there, and there was a Hayat Gedi Kafosla. There was a little baby goat that was tied or attached to it, and an Evid that was like Leroy or Tyrone sitting there on a whistling Dixie Samochlo, and you lit the pile of grain on fire, the Nisraf Imai, and it all got burned together, you would be Chayev. Obviously, you're Chayev for the pile of grain, and you would be Chayev for the uh, little baby goat, which had no way because it was like tied, it was tied, couldn't, couldn't get away. Kama Evid Kafuslai, if the Evid, if let's say Leroy or Tyrone was actually tied to or attached and like couldn't get away, and the Gadi was Samaflow, the goat was there, um, but not attached, and then you lit the pile of grain on fire, Nisrafima, and they all got burned, you would be Pater. And the main issue going on over here is you basically killed somebody. You were responsible for that, and therefore Kamle Bidirava, meaning you got a lot bigger things to worry about than the Payment. So for one action, you can only get one punishment, and therefore you get the more severe punishment, which is that which comes for causing another human being to die. Even no edim, even no hasra, even in, a, in this type of case, it'd be pater. The would agree to Rabbi Yehuda, though, you're not lighting some pile of grain out of the middle of nowhere. You're lighting somebody's house on fire. Whatever in the house, like, listen, I wouldn't let your house on fire if I knew you had $3 million of unmarked uh, shekels and, and uh, $3 million of unmarked bills. But no, whatever is there, this has to be proven that it was there. If you have $3 million of unmarked bills, or for that matter, anything of valuable, you don't put it in a pile of grain, you usually keep it in your house somewhere. So that's a reasonable claim. Amarav Kahana, I circled his name, and put a... Uh, Number one or an A in the uh, margin, a first approach. And about 10, 11 lines down, first one line is Shahaya Besaychai. In the middle of the line is Rava. And I circled Rava. Rava is going to be a second approach. A little bit of clarity on uh, what exactly the case is in the Mishnah. Are you like there with a flamethrower on your neighbor's property? Are you just playing with fire in your property? So what's going on? Amar of Kahana, the Machlokas that we had in the mission between the Yud and the Chamim, is b'madik b'sayich shalah, you lit something that was in your property, and then it spread, and it uh, consumed things in your neighbor's property. The Rabbi Yehuda, 
um, I underline his name, he's Mechaev Anizke Tamun Beish. He says, listen, you do something irresponsible. You knew there was that pile of, even if you didn't know, it doesn't make a difference. There's a pile of grain in your neighbor's field. Well, Rabbi Yehuda takes his shita, which is that the person who is responsible for the pile of grain is also responsible for that which is in the pile of grain. Whereas the Rabbanan, I know the Rabbanan, the Chachamim in the uh, Mishnah would say Patri. That's if <coughs> you had the fire where you lit it, it was in your property. Aval, nice Google on the Aval. However, if you were Madlik Basosha Chaveray, I don't know what you were doing there, but whatever you were there, you were in your neighbor's property. You're, you're paying for everything. Whether it's just a pile of, why, first of all, why in your neighbor's property? And you're going to claim you didn't think that, they, you only thought it was a $500 pile of grain, you didn't realize there were $5,000 of, of uh, pictures of the, you know, the, the Rebbe in there. Whatever was in there, you definitely have to pay. That's Rav Kahana's approach to what's going on, which actually, it makes a lot of sense to say that this is the din. Rava points out to Rav Kahana, which is interesting. I, th- I think Rav Kahana is older than Rava, but there's, I think, a few Rav Kahanas. The, the typical Rav Kahana is the one who was the Rebbe, I think, Ravashi, who would have come after Rava. But anyway, says Rava, if the way you're explaining things is correct, then the mission was not taught correctly. Remember, we always in a mission try to bring out the distinction in the most subtle of ways between the Rachel and the Sefer case. Adetani, instead of the Sefer teaching, here's a Two and a half line quote of the Sefer. Moidim Chachamim. The Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Yehuda be Madagas Abira, Shemeshalim Kolomashe Besaycha, Shekain Derechne Adam Laniach Bebatim. Why are you coming on to lighting somebody else's house? Why don't you just come on to what was the Rashi's case? Rashi's case, Madagas Agadish, and there's Kalim and Dalku. Why not just, this is the suggestion, Lifloid Velisni Bedida? Keep the case much more similar, and here would be the suggestion of what should have been taught. Like a three line suggestion. The Mishnah should have said after the Rashi. Where is that? Where you lit the fire in your own backyard. And it went and spread and consumed something in your friend's backyard. But what the Mishnah should have then said is, if you're lighting the fire and you're currently in your neighbor's property, why did you have to come on to another case? Ella, so I squiggle on the Ella, and Rava gives his own approach. If you called the first one one, this would be two. If you called the first one A, this one would be B. Elama Rava Betarti Pligi. Now, it might not look like it, but from the obvious way that the Seifa was presented, at least to Rava, it's clear that there's two things that they are arguing about. Number one, Pligi Mimadlik Besaych Shalai. The Melchikis, firstly, person lit a fire in his own property, Vahalcha, and it spread that fire, Vahalcha Besaych Shalchavere, and then it consumed something in his. Friend's property. Rabbi Yehuda's mechayev and Taman Be'esh. Rabbi Yehuda says you're chayev not only things that are visible, but even anything that would have been hidden. Whereas the Rabbanan, who we also underline Safri, loy mechayev. You're not chayev for things that are Taman. They also disagree, comma, number two, upligi nami b'madlik b'shal chaveroi. If you're going to light and it's in your friend's property where you're lighting. To Rabbi Yehuda, who I underlined Safar, b'shalem kol masha b'seichai, Anything, anything. He has a sack of 20,000 shekels there. Yes, you got to come and say him 20,000 shekels. Afilu arnaki, even a wallet. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Whereas the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan, Savri, listen, there's a limit the Rabbanan say. If it's something that would have been understandable, I don't know if you're going to call it normal, but reasonable to be hiding out in a pile of grain, Kalim Shadarkan Lahatmin Begadish. 
kigain, myrigan or clay bakar. These are either like leather or wood types of uh, things that you would use, um, uh, cattle gear, threshing sledges, different types of things that, like for animals in the outdoors, that's somewhat understandable that it would be that that who demishalim you'd have to pay for. However, uh, what would you have a bag of twenty thousand shekels? Bills, not coins. Bills. Kalim shein dark on the hotman begadish loy mishalim. That would be the shitas rabbanan, and we'll call it a day.